Hey Zen friends, welcome to Crazy Zen Life. I'm your host, Brittany Swan. And I'm your host, Shannon Kessler. Join us as we navigate life on and off our yoga mats. This is a podcast about mom life, boss life, and body life. Real conversations about self-discovery and the journey of becoming more mindful in this crazy Zen life. Hey, friend. Hey. I'm here. Oh, it's so good to see your face. It's actually really nice. I might never leave. I might uh, stay down here all day. No, 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 no. Don't get crazy. <laughs> I mean, I could feed family. Though. You could. You could. Hold on. Hold that thought, Britt. I'm going to actually take a pic of you with your quarantine goodness. Hold on. There it is. <laughs> Um, so you guys are going to get to see what it looks like in Brittany's husband's office and the insane amount of chips um, and dog food and chips and dog food. Yeah, I guess that's Hang what around. people are going to be after when the apocalypse happens. But yep. mm-hmm. you're going to need right some. now we're not eating chips and dog food. We are. We we just got finished talking to Megan. We did, we? and it was such a great little. Uh, I needed that. Like I, I needed her to just come in with her Meganisms and just like make me feel better about what's going on in my life. I'm like, thank you so much. She just always knows what to say and when to say it and how to say it. So I agree. yeah, I'm excited for your, for our listeners to hear Megan's conversation. I know. And this has been, I'm never going to stop like repeating this until we're out or it's just hard and it's, yeah, we're all trying to figure it out. And, um, she offers just so much acceptance around our feelings. Like, and ain't that just what you need? It is. I mean, I need all kinds of reassurance on the regular. And then in quarantine, my reassurance bucket is like triple. <laughs> Can someone please just reassure me? Please, please, please. I mean, I've, I'm telling you, the amount of breakdowns and just fucking meltdowns that I've had during quarantine, it's like a new level. I mean, I... I mean, physically too, I feel like I have been storing things and like, I have that like neck pain and back pain. And I'm like, I haven't, I mean, I'm, you know, doing physical activity and doing a lot of yoga. So I'm like, I shouldn't be in the type of pain that I'm in. Like, where's this pain coming from? So I started like looking into emotional pain and like, when you have a stiff neck, like, what does that mean? And when you have like lower back issues, um, like what kind of emotional things are attached to that? And lo and behold, it comes from feeling overwhelmed overworked, underappreciated. And I was like, that was it. Like the light bulb went off. And as soon as I started to address like emotionally what was going on with that, I'm not kidding you. My neck feels great. My back and give me no problems. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, son of a biscuit. Here we are. That's amazing. And I think that luckily for you, you had awareness enough to be like, something's wrong. Mm-hmm. This is not right. <laughs> Let's look into it. Yeah. Because I think that you can definitely overlook stuff going through this and just be like, oh, it's just Corona. Yeah, <laughs> the Corona exactly. I mean, there. yeah. So at least you're like looking at it and be like, I can't go through this like with this kind of pain anymore. No, it's just, it's too much. Um, yeah. And, you know, with the, the stress of homeschooling our kids right now, like, and I mean, like having to share and like create like uh, 
device time between adults and children right now. Like we're all rotating things. And I accidentally last week spilt some wine on my husband's laptop, which did not go over well. Um, so we haven't heard back from the company who's going to try to help us. Um, I think that that phone call is actually happening today. So I'm still fingers crossed that that is something that is going to be able to get fixed, but he's got a loner right now from his work. So, which is nice that he still has it and, you know, he's connected to like their, um, network or whatnot, but it doesn't help that, you know, I did it. So that's been stressful. And I, I just, I don't know, girl, like this has been <laughs> rough. I feel like the last two weeks have been for me, like super duper rough. And I'm like, okay, I just need to know, like, a glimmer of hope of when this is going to get better um, because I have a hard time right now. Like, I just need that. I just need, like, when is it going to be over? Yeah, what, like, a date. Yeah. And you know what else I need? I'm like, you said 100 more days. I'm like, okay, tomorrow's 99. Or tell me what else we need to stop doing. If you're like, listen, to get out of here faster, we're going to need you to stop doing this. Or we're going to have to, you know what, we're not going to be able to open up the pools when it's June 1st. Like, okay, tell me that now in April so that I can mentally prepare myself for the fact that I'm not getting to the pool anytime this summer. Or that I can't go to, you know, I know that festivals have already been canceled and concerts and like sporting events. So I get it. So I understand and I'm totally, you know, I'm on board with whatever we have to do to get through this together. I just give it to me now. Give I would rather you just don't slow trickle it in anymore. Just give it to me straight. Right. I agree. I I know we're watching our governor like a hawk and he's doing such an amazing job and I appreciate everything all the hard work but it's really hard not to have just something. Yeah. Like again, if it was 100 days, okay, great. Tomorrow's 99 and the next day is 98. And, yeah. But if I had this like, okay, it's 30 days, but we might add another 30 days. I'm like, ah. <laughs> right. I'm like, I, my liver can't take that. I, you know what? I said this today. I was like, I honestly don't know how much more wine I can drink. I might just have to be done. And I, I don't know who I am to say that out loud, but I, I feel like that's where I am right now. I'm like, <sighs> I pressed the limits. I know. Like I'm doing my fair share. But good Lord, I think I just need a little break from it. Cause now I'm like, damn it. Ah, yeah. It's become a dependence. Like, I know. I, I, you know, I'll go like three days and then four days on three days. Mm hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's usually how it happens. I'm like, I'm so good. And then I'm just like, uh. but I agree that like the last two weeks have been really hard. Um, the homeschooling is very tricky, but I kind of just take it day by day. I stopped trying to be like, this is our schedule. The first two weeks of quarantine were really hard. I had a good, like, in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> now the last two weeks have been, like, shitty. So I'm like, well, maybe it's just a pattern. Like yeah. Luna says, it's a pattern, Mom. It's a, it's a pattern. It's good. Yeah. yeah it's a shithole pattern. Yeah. So. Well, what are some things that you're doing right now in quarantine that are making you happy? Um, you know, I gave up on all laundry, so that's good. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah you know, I just kind of can push pause on that. Okay. <laughs> week, yeah. I'm like, you know what? Fuck off. No. Right. Um, <laughs> and I got on TikTok. And I know you did too. Um, we have a crazy Zen. I, I'm not on the crazy Zen one yet because I can't figure out how to <laughs> log in. But when I do, we'll upload some of mine. Um, so definitely follow Crazy Zen on um, on TikTok because 
Chan's putting out all the good work on that shit, and I'm here for it. And I'm- We're going to be uploading Britney's content to the Crazy Zen, too, because, listen, people, if you haven't seen Britney's one on the TikToks, you're missing out. And I'm telling you, <laughs> it's, there are two things that I do first thing in the morning, and one is check on Chunk the groundhog and two is check Brittany's TikTok to see what things I missed while I was sleeping. <laughs> I was TikToking while you were sleeping. I tell you what, I shamed it. I know we, I know we both. Oh, we both did. We were, we're like, like, what the fuck is TikTok? Never right. I'm never going to do it. And then now we're doing it. And now I can't live without it. I'm like, TikTok's great. <laughs> TikTok is great. I'm, I'm loving it. And it's so much fun. It um, is. It's great. You know, what's really fun about it. It's, it's everyone's going through the same crap on an app and yeah. they're making it funny. And you know, and gosh, people aren't trying work. to be like, it's not like Instagram where everything's perfect and pretty. Like it's not like Facebook where people are arguing. There is no argument going on in TikTok. It's just people doing what makes them happy. And if that is dances that don't make any sense, great. No, no sense. Not like it's none of it makes sense. Uh, if it is, you know, dogs pretending to talk, right. Uh, you know, Kevin Hart comedy, like things that make you happy is what TikTok does. That's all its job is, is to make you laugh and it's killing it right now. I love it. I, I, my point is like, I don't, because my husband does like analytics for different companies. Um, and Instagram is still killing it right now. Um, but there's a company that owns TikTok who's in China. It's like Dan skin something. Um, I'm wondering how, because there's not enough data yet to see like the, oh, effects, the TikTok uh-huh. effects yet. I can't <laughs> wait till that comes out because there is no way. There's people on here that <laughs> have millions and millions of followers. And I'm like, this yeah. is crazy. It's nuts. I mean, it's and I'm talking story. like there's there's like a grandpa and a grandma that are on it that are like, crushing it I mean they are hilarious and they're like in their 70s or 80s I mean it's but this is what I love about it like there is no discrimination you know like everybody's welcome it's like come on in who gives a shit that's great that's I think that's like losing our mind right that is that should be TikTok's motto come on in who gives a shit like (laughs) I'm losing my mind Mm -hmm. and my sanity yes exactly here's a video about it <laughs> Set to really funny music. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, before you shame it, go ahead and just hop on, cruise, because mm-hmm. that's how you that's how you dip your toe. Right. You create an account, you look, then you start posting. Right. And and then you spend hours. All of, I mean, we have nothing but time right now. So it's like, well, what else am I gonna do? Like, I've already cleaned out every damn closet, and it's already shitty again. So I'm like, I'm not doing it again. Like, nope. Nope. I'm, I'm loving it. Um, but I am missing our Zen friends. I'm really excited. Yes. Uh, Shannon put together an amazing video. Guys, if you haven't seen it, um, our cheers video. Cheers. It was great. Oh, um, it was so fun. It, I, it warmed my heart to see all of our Zen friends just cheersing. And I still go back and watch it probably like once a day. I know. It does. It makes your heart warm. It's like it's it little tingles. And I'm like, oh. I, so was, nice. I, I just love um, that everyone took a little bit of time and uh, just made us feel like we were kind of connected for like 90 seconds. So. Yeah, it was great. Well done, friend. Thank you, friend. Thank you. Thank you. Well, oh. we have a wonderful chat with Megan that we can't wait for you guys to listen to. So without further ado, enjoy Megan Bartley. 
Megan! Hey Welcome guys. back. Oh my gosh, this is so fun. I can see your cute little face on my screen right here. Hi, Hi. friend. Hi, guys. <laughs> We're all waving, but like you can't see it. I know. You're like, this is a podcast, Shannon. They can't see what you're doing. <laughs> That's oh my okay. gosh. So, how's quarantine treating you? Uh, everything's, you know, it's, it is what it is. I'm having a day today, but, you know, it's kind of uh, ebbs and flows, I'm sure, like for everybody, where there's some mm -hmm. days where you feel like a freaking rock star and you're just like, I've got this. This is awesome. No problem. Yeah. And then the next day you're just like, you feel like you got hit by a Mack truck and you're like, I can't keep my eyes open. I'm so irritable. I, you know, nobody talked to me. I need to be by myself. You know, like it just, it's a roller coaster. I mean, it just is a roller coaster. It really I is. I swear, I feel like I go in like three days of high, like, yes, I got this. We're going to get out together. This is going to be awesome. And then I hit like a hard tank and then I'm just like, ah, hitting rock bottom and going nuts. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And then it takes me three more days to climb, <laughs> climb on out. And I'm like, what? it's just like this vicious cycle of what the fuck all the time. It's constantly yeah. what's playing in my, and that's, this is the thing. I've lost my inner monologue. Like it is now everything that I say inside now comes out. And I'm like, <laughs> yes. you're not supposed to keep hearing those Are things. You're supposed to be I'm guarded. So, I'm sorry. <laughs> right. Yes. And I feel like I, I have apologized more the past I don't know, five weeks than I have in my entire life. I'm like, you know what? Gosh, I'm so oh. sorry. I'm so sorry. I should not have said that. I didn't, A, you shouldn't have heard that. And B, I'm sorry that you did. Like, I just constantly am apologizing for things coming out of my mouth. Yes. Yeah. I, I, don't know Girl, if, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know <laughs> if there's any other option, you know, like I think yeah. all of our fuses are so short at this point and, you know, patience is, is low and it's just, you know, the repairing it afterwards. Like I, I think it's, there's, there's really, that's all we can do. Yeah. Right. I've kind of felt like, and I've never been through a tornado or a hurricane that has devastated my personal house. Now I've been through parts where it's just devastated like my town that I live in when growing up in North Carolina, but I myself never had to rebuild my house after a, you know, a horrific storm. But I feel like this is what it would feel like, you know, in the sense of like, Everything when you come out of this is so uncertain that it's going to take a long time to try to get things back. It's going to like that first two weeks back is going to be like such um, like dire repair mode. And then, you know, two weeks after that, it gets a little bit better. And two weeks after that, it gets a little better. And then eventually, you know, your town comes alive again and it's mobile and everything's okay. But like, I kind of feel like that's where we are. We're like after the hurricane comes the rebuild and you're like, oh, what's happening? Yeah, I feel like it's going to be really tricky to enter back into a regular world. I, yeah. I'm wondering how that's going to look for everyone, just emotionally, even myself. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I don't, I yeah. mean, and, I, and like regular world, right? Like we think, you know, it's, it's all this talk about the new normal, right? I mean, because who knows as we start to phase into, you know, not being in quarantine, how do we make, you know, what if people do start getting sick again and then we have to go back into court? I mean, we just, there's just so much uncertainty. Right. Well, so, Megan, you, uh-huh. Oh, I was going to say, um, Megan, you released a, a wonderful, insightful article a few days ago um, and we shared it on our Facebook page and I wanted you to touch on that. 
it's centered around um, gaslighting, but also toxic positivity. And I wanted you to kind of go over some of that because we did touch on it a couple of times ago um, in one of the, our podcasts with you. But it's so important now when we do reenter to give ourselves give ourselves like that grace. Um, and I wanted you to kind of you know, yeah touch on that. Well, I, you know, I had never heard that phrase before, but one of my supervisees introduced that to me and I was like, what is that? That's so interesting. And, you know, that idea of like good vibes only, right? Like that we're only supposed to feel the good stuff. And I mean, don't get me wrong. I am all about, you know, shifting things, gratitudes, focusing on positive things. And, and, you know, when you're not feeling great, how do you just sit there with that feeling and be okay with it, right? So um, I think if we, if we skated over the hard stuff, you know, we're ignoring it and then, we're, or we're pushing it down or we're putting it under the rug, it's not going away, you know? I mean, part of this is making sure you're acknowledging like, this is hard, you know? Like nobody's going through this and it's all easy all the time. If anybody is like that, please let me know because I want to do a case study on you, you know, because I, I just don't think that's possible. Um, so it's just, you know, being with yourself and being honest with yourself where you're at in the moment, right? And perhaps maybe even being honest with others instead of having to feel like you're having this external validation of, I'm fine, everything's fine, everything's okay, everything's perfect, you know, this whole like, um, narrative around that. So I think it's just, you know, like we've talked here and you guys are very much about being real and authentic. And, you know, when it, when you're real and authentic, it gets messy and it gets mm -hmm. uncomfortable. So can we own the messiness and own the uncomfortableness and not have to be okay all the time? So what are some signs that you might be pushing stuff down? For our people on the other side, they're like, oh, I might be doing that. What are some tangible things that you might be doing or things that they could be doing that could be leading to that? Well, I mean, I think I would think that deep down people might really know that they're doing that. They, they, they might not want to admit it. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think if anything, you might have people in your life who might mirror back to you or say to you things like, you know, why can't you just give me an honest answer? Or why can't you just be real with me? Or why, you know, oh, your Facebook posts look great all the time. You know, you must live this great life or something. You know, I mean, just if you're, cur if you're curating something that makes everything look perfect, right? Chances are it's probably not mm -hmm. um, because nothing ever is. I mean, there's just no, there's just no such thing as perfect right you right. can have a lot of wonderful things in your life um and that's great i mean i think all of us have you know some really wonderful things in our life and there are some difficulties and there are some things we're learning from or being challenged with or being pushed on and so you know uh, for a lot of people though it you know they they don't want to feel that discomfort right we've talked about that idea of you know being in the discomfort because growth and the reality is, is growth doesn't happen without discomfort. So if, you know, everything's fine, you have nothing to learn, you know, like there's nothing to grow from or learn from. So, um, you know, I think 
there's that, you know, challenging yourself to continue to grow and learn um, is a sign that you're not stuck in that toxic positivity. Well, yeah. And I think when you're honest with yourself about like, I am having these meltdowns, I am hitting rock bottom, I am losing my mind today, and it's hard and this sucks. Like, that's the part where you start to, to see, okay, I see how I got triggered here today, or I see where the activation button was pressed. How do I see that and navigate it? And it's not about avoiding it. It's about, can you start to respond differently? And maybe your response does need to be a blow up gasket because maybe other people around you need to understand that stop pushing her buttons or, you know, like help the lady out a little bit. So, I mean, I, I definitely think that sharing your discomfort and sharing your pain and sharing your growth story has um, potential to help people just feel like they're not alone. And like, that, that's why I feel like this community works so well is because we do like, we share our shit show all the time and it's like, Oh, thank God. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, and when you own your shit, it models for other people to own their shit, right? Like when you take responsibility for your stuff or if you something comes out of your mouth and like, oh my God, I'm so sorry I said that. That was so inappropriate or whatever. It models for the people around you. It models for your children. It models for your husband. It models for the people you're working around. It models for your friends, you know? I mean, and I think it also, you know, there's that, that uh, level of maturity to say, whoa, 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 or self-awareness or, you know, that you're just like, I am so sorry. I, I have been off and I don't know what's going on, but I, that was really inappropriate. I'm sorry that I said that, you know, and being able to own it. Yeah, I agree. And that's why in the article I I said, you know, be vulnerable and you make Brene Brown proud, right? Like show your vulnerability. (laughs) (laughs) And I wanted to give Brene Brown a little shout out there because it is, it's vulnerable. It's admitting like, you know, that you have faults, but we all have faults. We all have our you know, weaknesses or challenges or whatever. And, you know, for any of us who are thinking we don't, I think that's where, you know, we're kind of looking around like, what, you know, like that's, that's not really reality. Yeah. You know, one of the best things that Shannon does is when I'm talking to her and I'm like, I've got this, I've got this, or she does great check-ins, but she gives me empathy. And because I'm very transparent with her about like what I'm going through or what my mental state is, like she offers that empathy. And I think like empathy is one of the best things that people can give each other because you're like, this is hard. And I find so much validation. I'm like, oh my gosh, thank you for seeing my emotions for what they are. And then thank (laughs) you for giving me permission to feel them. And then I feel like I can move forward from them. I'm like, okay, that it still sucks, but not as bad, you know? Yeah. And I think when you, when you approach things like that, it's kind of like, um, you know, it's, it's having like a basket for your emotions. And, you know, if you were cleaning up your room, you know what drawer to put your workout clothes in, you know what drawer to put your socks in. It's kind of the same thing. When you show up with empathy, you're allowing your friends to put their emotions, you know, in a place where they can go versus sweeping it under the rug and being, pulling it back in the rug. I'm like, well, what the hell is all this shit? Like, all right, girl, how are we going to help you sort this up? How are we going to help you clean out your closet? How are we going to keep these emotions, you know, like where they need to go? So, um, I think that's sometimes you just need to offer that, you know, for the people that you care about. Yeah. 
And I think, you know, we were talking about, you know, how, how is the quarantine also affecting our marriages, right? That you're seeing, like, I think, <laughs> unfortunately, you know, women, fortunately and unfortunately, women are socialized to talk about their emotions, right? And we, mm -hmm. we do that from a very young age. And men, unfortunately, aren't as socialized to talk about their emotions or their feelings. And then so when their wives come and start talking about their feelings, they're like, whoa, I don't know what to do with this. I don't know how to <laughs> fix this. I don't know, right. you know, I'm feeling overwhelmed by this. And all the wives are wanting is just to be listened and validated, which is, you know, not rocket science. So guys, like you can do it. I know you can, because for most guys, you're doing it with your kids. I mean, that's where I always see in therapy, you know, most men want to be different fathers than their father, right? Like to be more emotionally available, emotionally aware and stuff. And so most men already do this with their own children. So this is where the next step is like also doing it with their wives and, you know, knowing that, you know, you don't have to fix anything. There's nothing here that's broken. It's, you know, like all you need to do is listen. And, you know, for wives also, I will say, I also challenge the women in uh, my clients to, you know, maybe only do it for five or 10 minutes instead of 30 or 40 minutes with your husband, right? Because mm -hmm maybe their capacity is not as big as what your girlfriend's capacity is for to talk about the emotions. Right. But you just yeah. need to, you need to be heard. You need to say your piece and be done with it. And you don't need it fixed or anything. You just want it out there and done. You know, yeah. one thing I do is I get stuck on the hamster wheel. So I'll state a problem. He's listening to said problem. I, and all I want is him to listen. He doesn't, you know, he's learned. He's like, I'm not going to try to fix anything. She, she ain't. She can't be fixed. <laughs> but, and then he's like, and then I want him to understand me more. So I think repeating myself is the best <laughs> way. So it's like, and so he'll say, you're on the hamster wheel. I'm like, great. And I, that was always my big piece of advice. Like people that if you are expressing your feelings, like he, they're hearing you. They just might not always respond the way that you want them to respond. That's yeah. Okay. Well, mm -hmm. in, 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 in couples work, there's, there's an exercise we do that's called mirror, validate, and empathize. So, you know, this, this is like gold for husbands and wives where wives just want to be heard and they don't feel like their husbands are listening. So the biggest thing is the mirroring. So when a wife says like, I'm feeling really lonely, the husband mirrors back exactly what is said. You're, you're feeling really lonely, right? Because when you hear your words come back to you, you're like, oh my God, they really do hear me, right? And you, yeah. you swap, so there's a sender and a receiver. So, you know, maybe he has some things he wants to say and he needs to make sure you've heard him, right? But you mirror back, you don't, you don't, uh, you don't uh, put it in your own words. You mirror back exactly what you're hearing and then you uh, validate, yeah, you know, it makes sense to me that you're feeling that way, given that I'm working as much as I am or whatever. And the empathize is, I would imagine you're feeling kind of scared or sad or, you know, whatever. So it's a really um, valuable lesson. There's a book called Getting the Love You Want, Harville Hendricks, um, uh, the Imago stuff. It was really big when I lived in Texas. Um, but that's one thing to maybe look into, uh, getting the love that you want. Mm -hmm. Ooh, we'll I'm writing that. that down now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. 
Um, so Megan, also in your article, you mentioned um, like when the dust settles, the gaslighting that's going to happen. Can you talk a little bit about you know what that means and what we need to look for coming out of this? Ooh, can yeah. we explain what gaslighting is first? Sure, that, sure. That would and be great. Just so you know, and hopefully you'll put a link to the article. The, the article I wrote was in response to an original article, um, Julio Vincent Gambudo's article, Prepare for the Ultimate Gaslighting. And he came at it from a very um, uh, political and um, economical standpoint. And I loved his article, and yet I felt like there was some things missing from like that mental health, you know, emotional uh, well-being standpoint. So that's kind of I was um, expanding on what he was already saying. And he he talked about um, gaslighting as manipulation into doubting your own sanity. Um, and so the idea with this of how the gaslighting could result as we come out of this is that, you know, we um, are now able to roam about freely and we're being told like, oh, that wasn't that bad, you know, oh, um, it wasn't that big a deal or what are you complaining about, um, you know, or, or even like, I don't know what you're talking about. What do you, what do you mean? You know, where it's like, you know, a total disregard. And then because our economy has suffered from this, um, that then now we're sold things to help us feel better about all these things, or we deserve, you know, like, Oh, I just went through this pandemic. So now I deserve to, you know, buy myself something fancy or buy myself, you know, whatever. And so it's, it's not that any of those things are wrong or bad, it's just feeling like you need those things to somehow enhance yourself or make yourself a better person uh, or soothe yourself, right? This idea of using it as a soothing mechanism as well. Mm -hmm. So you're saying like the, and just for example, buying a new handbag, that's really just putting a Band-Aid on the problem or Band-Aid on, on it or not to fall well, into that Band-Aid or... I mean, if if you need a new handbag, you know, or you're like, you know, it's my birthday, I'd really like a new handbag. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. It's And I don't think anything, you know, it's, it's when you're using whatever you're buying because you're having those feelings of, you know, I'm not good enough. I'm not, you know, because of what you're being, what you're reading in the media or you're hearing through the media or you're reading on Facebook or like, oh, so-and-so got a new handbag because I've made it through coronavirus so I get a new handbag or whatever and again buying a new handbag is not a bad thing right like it's it's that feeling that comes with it of oh I need something to help me feel better about myself right, right. Or you're, you're yeah. trying to prove something maybe to yourself maybe to some other people you know um so you know well, and I, I appreciate you pointing that out because I do feel like that's going to be like a huge marketing tidal wave. Um, you know, we're going to get smacked like this marketing tsunami when we come out of this about, you know, you're back and you're now and you need this and you need this and this is going to help you feel normal again. And feeling normal doesn't have to come from a physical item. Feeling normal starts with how are you dealing with what you're going through right now during this traumatic phase, not 
how are you going to fix it, so to speak, when you come out of it? It's like doing the hard work now so that when, you know, the gaslighting marketing tidal wave comes at you, you're you're not falling into the trap of, yeah. I do need this. Like, and then right. only this is going to help me feel normal again. Well, 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 and all the, all the marketing stuff, um, you know, they, there are, there are, there are psychological geniuses when it comes to like how to market stuff to people. I mean, they do research studies on certain colors of fonts and this and that, and yeah. you know, all the, the sound and the lighting and the, this and the, that. I mean, so you, you're already being, you know, worked We're over right? yeah. now. Mm-hmm. It's all, you know, there's a whole new layer to this around, right. Oh God. Yeah. I guess I do need that new car because now I can drive again. So I must need a new car. And it's like, yeah. well, you've got a fine car. It's okay. You don't need, you know, like, so, so just, just kind of watching out for that and make, making sure you're checking in with yourself is like, well, do I really need a new car? Oh, I guess I don't, you know, being kind of, you know, checking in the logical, rational side of you and not, and also that emotional watery, um, you know, side of you too, that's going to be feeling all the feels, you know, like there's going to be a whole new set of feels that come once we're out of the quarantine. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah. just, just being, just watching for it and being aware of it so that you don't in some ways get taken advantage of, or, you know, I mean, victimized is a word, right. That you could use that would say, um, you know, that you, but that's why you want to go into it aware as well of like, oh, well, this is something that could be happening, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, listen, those marketers. They get me on Instagram all the time. I buy all, all the, the like time. the silliest things. I'm like, ooh, I need that. Right. I didn't even know that you could have like a you know cherry pit express picker. I'm like, but I felt like I needed it, so I right. bought it. So exactly, <laughs> right. I've bought more tie dye in the last month than I've ever bought in my life. I'm like, because I need I need to be Corona chic. Everyone else is Corona chic. I need yeah. to do that. I go. know. They yeah. They have they have everyone's number, yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. And I like that you said that just being aware, listen, if you want it, fine, you know, but it's just being, I think if you offer awareness to those purchases or, okay, we're just just an example or just behaviors, he can maybe just give you a pause, just pause. Right. And I don't know, I don't know what you guys, your experience was during this time, but I noticed I, you know, normally I'll, I'll, I'll peruse a few, you know, online shopping websites or whatever, but because I knew I wasn't going to be getting my order anytime soon, I decided not to, I was not, I'm not Mm -hmm. looking to shop. I'm not looking because I was like, well, it's going to take a month for me to get it anyway. So that's no fun, you know, like, yeah. And I mean, I think a lot of us have been cleaning out closets and realizing just how much shit we already have. Right. And so I think, I think, again, there's this level of awareness that's happening or can happen where you're just like, maybe I don't really need that new sundress or whatever the thing is, you know, like, right. Yeah. I mean, trust me, there's been a definite, um, I mean, I purchased a lot more stuff in the beginning because I was bored. I was like bored purchase 101. I'm like, it's going to be fun. Um, and then like the severity set in of like, listen, lady, like, your business ain't selling that much stuff online right now that can support your <laughs> overspending habit right now. Yes. Uh, you know, but you are doing well with that. Though. Yeah, online is going great, but again, it's not like what we would do if we were actually open. Um, right. You know, and then my husband, you know, his 
like he runs cheer and dance events like that involves having mass amounts of people in the same room like that's not going to be happening for a long time so it's like and now the purchasing comes to a screeching halt and let's shop my closet today okay great (laughs) but haven't you figured out too like you're like i like i'm pretty basic i mean i wear the same stuff all all the time but i'm like man my pjs Mm -hmm. i have never i mean i've gotten to the back of that drawer and i'm like wow there you are old friend yeah (laughs) i know it's (laughs) it's like the the rotation is i mean it literally is like the same 15 things that go into the wash for me and i'm like and that's it everything else i'm very sorry none of you are getting your time to shine right now just you know (laughs) thanks for playing (laughs) you look cute but mm, this is it this is it yeah i know Oh, so um, going back to like other struggles that we have in quarantine, um, can you list off some of the emotions that we might be having and then maybe how to deal with some of them? Yeah, I think, you know, I really want to, I want to lift up people who are not married and don't have families right now, because I think there's a whole subset of people, while we, we joke about being annoyed by the, the people who are living in our house, I think there's a whole subset of people who are incredibly, incredibly lonely And one of our therapists at Louisville Mindfulness Center is actually doing like an online Zoom weekly meeting for loneliness and, you know, people who feel like Tom Hanks in Castaway, where your only friend is your volleyball, you know, like, um, (laughs) because, and I, I mean, I can't even imagine that side of things either, you know, like, I mean, I think so there's, there's the loneliness piece. I think also for those of us who are missing our friends and can't even, you know, hang out with our neighbors or whatever, you know, there's yeah. the, the, this idea of the loneliness. Um, so I think it's a good reminder about just how important connectedness is with people. And it's great that we can do zoom and all that, but it's sometimes not the same, right? Right. It's, it's better than nothing. I will, t- I will say that. And, you know, someone we've had to shift all of our therapy into telehealth and I've been doing telehealth for years, like, you know, 15 years. So, I, I think it's great. I think it works, you know, for people who, when, when you need that, you need that, but it, it's still a lot of times people prefer meeting in person, right? Because there's something that happens with that connectedness. Um, I think a lot of anxiety, right? Because there is so much unknown. And so, um, a lot of times anxiety can be the fear of that, which has not happened yet. Right. Or I also think it's, the fear of something that's already happened happening again, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, just being able to keep your breathing going. I've been talking a lot with people about those belly breaths, right? So that you're, you're clicking on your parasympathetic system to calm your body, right? So when you're working your diaphragm and you're doing belly breaths, so, you know, blowing your belly up like a balloon on the inhale and squeezing out all the air on the exhale, super, super important to start to um, bring anxiety down because your pulmonary and cardiovascular system are so closely linked. Um, And that's just just one way to regulate that. Um, I think there's absolutely levels of depression. I mean, I think a lot of us are coping with this either eating too much or drinking too much, right? So, and then probably, yes, I'm, I'm totally there. I'm a classic overeater, so I, you know, soothe my emotions by, you know, eating 
more than I need to or crap that doesn't make me feel good, right? Like how Mm -hmm. much carby stuff have we gone to? And that, you know, then you get your, your blood sugar all off whack and, you know, your emotions are all over the place. So, I mean, I think that this is just, that's probably one of the reasons why we're all on that roller coaster. And if you're used to going to the gym or you're used to going to your yoga studio and, you know, having that outlet, you can't do that. So now you have to figure out a way to do it at home. And most people are feeling really, really unmotivated, right? And then they're beating themselves up thinking like, oh my God, this is the perfect time for me to start XYZ. And you know what? No, it's it's the perfect time just to chill out and take an extra nap and, you know, sleep in an hour or go to bed an hour earlier. Or, you know, like, this is not like you're on vacation or anything. It's, this is like, this is, this is considered a traumatic experience, right? Because it is, it is something that is, um, breaking the norm it's it's you know there's just so much thing that is happening and so when you're in that traumatic experience you're usually in like a flight or flight mode your adrenaline is high which means your anxiety gets you know is off the charts your adrenaline's high you're in fight flight or freeze right and so either you want to run away right you you want to fight this thing like we're this is a battle we're gonna fight covid uh, or you're gonna um freeze and I don't know what to do. Right. And you might hold your breath when you do that. You might do all these things and that's how the body reacts to, um, protect itself. Right. And so I think, you know, if, if how you want to cope with this is to start something new, awesome. Good on you. Um, not right or wrong or good or bad, but if you're feeling super lazy and unmotivated, then guess what? You are, you are pretty normal. That's a pretty normal response to this. I mean, I think it's hard to find uh, creativity when you do have so much uncertainty going on. So if you are looking to start something new and maybe you just aren't inspired to do it, and that's okay too because there's not a lot right now to be inspired about. I mean, sure, you can look at, you know, the positive side of things, but like you are saying earlier, like that toxic positivity, like just – don't if you're not feeling the bright side or the silver lining right now, sister, it's okay. I mean, it's you know, that's it, it will come, but it doesn't have to happen all day, every day. No, and I actually, my the article I was I started right after I finished that article is about creativity and how to harness your creative time because you know. You might, like, I consider myself a pretty creative person, but there are times where I'm like, I don't, my creative mojo is zero, right? And so, but I also know there's certain times of the day where I can tend to be more creative than others. Mm -hmm. There's certain things that I can do to kind of put myself in more of a creative mode if I want to. And so, like, during this whole thing, I've noticed, like, my, there's a piece of me that really misses being creative or wants to be creative and so for Mm -hmm. those of us who are creative it's sort of more of like how do you harness the moments um so it's not like you have to be creative this whole time right but how do you harness those small moments like that article that i wrote i i mean that was like over a week or two's time because i i read that art you know the initial article i wrote a bunch of thoughts down 
And then I sat on it for like a week and I was like, I didn't have any energy to put into it. And then I was like, oh yeah, what about that article? And then it mm -hmm. like sparked some creativity and I pounded it out. And you know, like it, you kind of have to take advantage of it when you're feeling it. Right. Um, but I think, you know, if you're not feeling it, there's nothing wrong with that either, you know? Yeah. I love that you're saying this because it gives people permission and I'm such a big fan of that because I just feel like there's no rule book and just because you see someone else like having these rules, it doesn't mean that you have to abide by these rules, you know, that you, it doesn't make sense for you and that's okay. Yeah. I find so much freedom in that and like I'm a big fan of small steps. I call it 10%. I'm like, oh, if I can give just a small 10%, I'm like, okay, that felt okay. I'll give another 10%. Absolutely. Okay. I'll do another 10%. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I think this is this is not a time like to compare, you know, compare and contrast or, you know, like this is just, you know, I, I, I know when this all started out, I was like, oh, this is the perfect opportunity for Louisville Mindfulness Center to launch blah, blah, blah. And I was like, you know, I ran it by someone and they were like, are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> you think that way now, but like, I know you well enough to know, like, mm -hmm. you're going to hit a, you're going to hit a wall and you're going to, you're going to tank. And I was just like, oh, you know me so well. I was like, thank you. Thank you for your words of wisdom. Thank you, friend. Right. Reminding me of my own limitations, you know, mm -hmm. like that there's like, oh, I could help people, you know, like that's my response is usually like, oh, if I did this thing, it would help so many people, which is like my biggest, you know, I want to help people. And it's like, you know, but yeah, also, you know, if you help people for one week and then you like, you know, tank on it, it's not that much help, right? So this is more right. of like, knowing the endurance and the marathon of this versus just, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I think it's, 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 it's interesting. And I think part of this is just knowing yourself and kind of watching your own habits and your own processes and, you know, yeah. I think just so. being gentle with yourself. I've noticed I've had to be like really gentle. I can't beat myself up because if I do, then that's like the next day I'm like, well, I kicked my own ass yesterday. So I can't, now I don't want to get out of bed. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm done. No. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I mean, we are usually the hardest on ourselves, right? Like, I mean, we would likely never talk to anybody the way we talk to ourselves. No. Yeah. No. I mean, so, I, yeah. Mm -mm. There are even times where I'm talking to my kids and I'm like, I wouldn't talk to another child the way that I'm talking to my kid right now. Oh. Like, I need to really get it in check and like, they deserve better than this, you know? And like, that's like the, the loophole right now that I get in that I'm like, oh my God, there's, I'm doing so much damage right now. Like, this is going to cost me, like their whole college fund is now just for therapy. Like, that yeah. is it. I'm like, it's college or therapy. You pick because I can't afford both. Like this, <laughs> and I've done this to you. Like quarantine mommy has done this to you and I'm, I, I believe it. But like, it's just, there are days where I have run out of like all patience. And I'm like, if I have to share another device with you and like, uh, what am I supposed to do? Like at this point, like I have things I have to kind of get done too, yep. or maybe I just want to check out with my own things in a yep. space where I feel is still my own space. I don't know where that is anymore. I, just the other day, there is no I was taking a shower and we have a glass door <laughs> and I had a, one of my kids come up to me and have a meeting with me while I was taking a shower. And I'm like, are there no boundaries left in this house? And it's like, whoa, I'm like, can this not wait? And they're like, no, I need to know like right now. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yep. Here we are. Yeah. Here we are. Mm -hmm. 
I can hear my kids right now. Like, I'm like, <laughs> oh my gosh, who is dying up there? <laughs> like, I just texted my husband, I was like, what's going on up there? <laughs> I'm like, it's really loud. I mean, I'm glad that you guys can't hear it. I'm glad, yeah, but it. I mean, I can, and yeah. I'm like, like, yeah. it feels like the, there's a kid going to come through the roof, like, or through the ceiling. I'm like, oh, my God. And speaking of kids, so what could kids be feeling that we're not, like, maybe um, privy to? Yeah, I think, you know, I, I've really been, I've been watching, you know, uh, in the moments that I might have a little extra energy or patience to be like, you know, how, how are my kids handling this? You know, I've, I'm noticing there's a level of anxiety that I think they're not showing us or how it comes out is differently. Like, you know, my son who normally plays video games and connects with his friends via video games, he, I, can, I can hear a new sort of level of aggression or, you know, anger or, you know, a different tone that we don't normally hear from him because he's not he doesn't have the ability to go and hang out with the friends or to, you know, like jump on the trampoline with the friends or do the, you know, do that physical stuff with them. And so, you know, or how friends are talking to one another over those devices, you know, there's a level of anxiety with that. And I'm sure, you know, how the friends are feeling with their family situations is also bringing that level of anxiety into the room too, or, you know, because, you know, my husband and I both work full time, so it's we don't have a lot of time to do the, the homeschooling stuff. So my kids have to kind of do it on their own. And so then there's that level of like, oh, my God, now I have to teach myself, right, school. So there's that level of anxiety. I know, like, for my um, seven-year-old daughter who's in the first grade, she's needing a lot of attention, you know. And I didn't realize, like, how much. Like school attention or regular attention? Just. Just, just just you know if i'm home she wants to be near me or around me or whatever or asking me to help her with things that she would normally never need help with right because i think when you know you're away at school for seven hours you're probably over being around people you know like you're and you get a lot of attention there whether it's from teachers or from other classmates and stuff right so there's i think there's a level of loneliness for the kids if you think about it, even though there might be siblings around or parents around, you might not be getting any like real attention, right? So I think there's probably that anxiety, the sadness, the loneliness, you know, the sadness of missing their friends. I mean, if your kids are, you know, seven and older, likely they've, they've bonded with some good friends and, you know, miss their peer group. Uh, they miss the normalcy, the grieving, like we've talked about. They're grieving. They're normal, right? And while they love their parents, they probably also want some space away from their parents as well because, you know, mommy's going a little cuckoo about, let me spray hand sanitizer on you right this minute, you know, like, or <laughs> where is your mask? My God, put your mask on. Where is your mask? You know, my daughter, you know, is like, mom, why are you acting so crazy? And I'm like, don't you understand? You know, like weeks ago when this whole thing started, I'm like, we're going in the store. Don't touch anything. And of course, like my daughter's like laying yeah. over something. Yeah. And she's like, I'm like, Grace, don't touch that. And she's like, but my hands are not touching it. I'm like, no, <laughs> I mean, like, don't touch anything, you know? And then, 
And then she just looks at me like, why are you being such a crazy person? I'm like, you know, because we're, right. we're being uh, conditioned to be crazy about this too. Right. I mean, I think, yeah. you know, I mean, I think I've maybe relaxed a little bit on some of this too, but you know, I mean, it's just, they're picking up on all of the shit that we are feeling because that's what kids do. Um, and then they're either ne- internalizing that or if they're going to act it out, it's probably because they're going to misbehave, right? If your right. kids are misbehaving, that's a sure sign that they're needing some attention and the you know they're going to get it, whether it's positive or negative. But most mm-hmm. of the time when kids are acting fine, parents leave them alone, right? Like, oh, they're doing great. Okay, I'll just give them some space. Um, so this is an awesome time where when you're seeing your kids do things well or appropriately to comment on all those things, right? Like, oh my gosh, you, you know, you brushed your teeth or you ate lunch or you did what, you know, stupid stuff that's just whatever the norm, just comment on good job, good job, you know, thanks, thanks for doing that. Thanks for, that's a big help. You know, you're a big help. You're a big, you know, um, it's probably not the time to implement like some new parenting, like no. <laughs> overhaul. Like just no, do the no, best no. you can. Yeah, I know. There's yeah. we call us a, like the the level of like it, it, the house doesn't no longer has to be clean. Like there's still chores that have to be done on Saturday mornings, which they you know somewhat enjoy doing. But the fact that like it's it doesn't have to be like companies coming over clean. Ever. Oh no right now like I haven't seen like cushions on the couch in like five weeks I mean I'm not even sure we still have cushions in any couch on any any service so like we have like the expectation level has dropped like exponentially which is nice right you know and like I keep saying I'm like eventually one day I'll get my house back not tomorrow probably not next week but one day it'll come back um, but yeah, it does help to lower those expectations and just to, you know, check, check in before you check out. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, I think you can get really focused on your surroundings <laughs> because you're <laughs> surrounded by them all the time. And so yeah. it's just, and you get very nitpicky. Um, I've had to let that go, but, um, yeah, I do want to touch one thing about homeschool. Um, yeah. I feel like this is a struggle. Um, I feel like there's also lots of, lots of different ways that we're probably feeling about homeschooling children because a lot of our listeners are moms like it's with the dem the dem is definitely moms um so i think there's a lot of like sometimes like shame or expectations that are going along with homeschooling um what kind of advice can you give around like the mental state around homeschooling i mean i was not meant to be a homeschooling mom nor was i meant to be a stay-at-home mom so kudos to anybody who you know took on those roles um i think at this point you know i can't imagine that most schools are going to have the highest expectations of our kids for the next few weeks right like i think part of this is like everybody is just doing their best Right. And even if it's not your 100 percent best, you know, like even if it's like 50 percent, 60 percent, like, you know, because who knows if any of us have even brushed our teeth or taken a shower or whatever, like those, all those, you know, standards are out the door. So it's like, you know, I think just 
how you help people, I mean, for the moms at least, you know, because we, we do put up a lot of pressure on ourselves. When we're putting pressure on ourselves, our kids feel that pressure and they then put pressure on themselves, right? There, It's kind of that subsequent thing. So I think the more loving and forgiving you can be with yourself as a mom right now to be gentle and kind with yourself and just be like, hey, you know, we're just we're just doing the best we can at this point and it's not even our best. It's just it is what it is, right? Mm -hmm. So that the kids then, you know, they don't have so much pressure because it's when the kids are feeling like they're in that pressure cooker that it's going to be difficult, right? So mm -hmm. And, you know, maybe there's times where you're just like, do you, do you want me to help you with this or do you want to try it on your own? Like I had to have a conversation with my seven-year-old in the first grade and I said, you get your work done awesome when I, I am at my office, you know, working. And I said, but when I'm home, you, you hem and you haul and you, you drag your feet and you do all this stuff. I'm like, how about, how about, what do you think you need? And I asked her, right? Like, and she said, yeah, I think I can just do it on my own. And I think she thought I, sh that she was supposed to ask me. I think mm. she thought mm -hmm. that, um, you know, oh, well, mom's here. Uh, you know, I can't ask her or she wants to be involved or whatever. And so now it's almost like I try to leave the house, you know, every morning at like 10 o'clock or something because I know she'll get her stuff done and quickly if I am not around, right? And then I can say, hey, when you're done and I come home, we can go for a bike ride or we can go for a walk or we can go do something fun instead of us arguing about the school. And I, don't ask me about the little kids. I'm just, I am so oh. glad I don't have little, little kids. You Be know, glad. like Be glad. I mean... <laughs> I mean, I my daughter averages like eight hours on the iPad and I'm not even like shameful about it. I'm like, whatever. It's yeah. Fine. And I mean, I did say, you know, at the beginning of all of this, you know, my, my husband's a software developer. So our children watch way more screens than I'm comfortable with. But he, his thought process with that is, is that, you know, our kids are exposed positively to more things than we were ever exposed to at their ages, right? Mm -hmm. And so as long as you set appropriate boundaries around what they, you know, what's appropriate for them to watch, what's not appropriate for them to watch, and, you know, they're following those rules, because we said, you know, if this becomes a problem, it's going away. And so I will assure you that they do not want it to be a problem, so they keep it on point, right? Mm -hmm. And so I think there, there's a way to look at technology as an evil thing. And like right now, technology is 100% essential, right? It's keeping us so going, guys. It's, it's right. keeping us going. And like for my husband, who's a software developer and works for a major corporation, um, you know, in software, I mean, that is that is how all of this stuff is happening. This is it. it there's no way around the need for technology. So... I get the whole developmental stuff and all of that, but I think that there are appropriate things that you can be doing to help your kids um, use it well, right? And to give mm -hmm. them some guidance with that, just like we can give ourselves some guidance about using it well, because if, you know, I know that if I'm sitting there scrolling on Facebook or something and my daughter's like, why are you reading all that? Like, why do you care about that? You know, or whatever. And it's sort of like, well, you know, part of me wants to, 
see how everybody's doing or I want to read whatever new interesting articles are out there. And then part of me is like, yeah, I guess I don't need to scroll through for the 10th time today, you know? So it, it's, it's an interesting time, but I think, you know, we're just, I, you know, I keep joking. I love, I love watching Andy at five. I have to say there's something very <laughs> calming about that. And so I'm like, I, every, every opportunity, like my supervision with therapists and stuff, I'm like, we will get through this. We will get through this together. And you know, like, I mean, it's so yeah. true. It's so it nice. Is. It's just so, yeah, we're just, we just got to get through it. Right. Exactly. Right. hundred percent. And I, that's why I never shame technology. It's like, well, there's two. One, you're right. It's keeping us flowing. It's keeping us together in more ways than one. Another right. thing is like, how am I going to shame technology and screen time when I'm engulfed in it as well? So I'm like, no, 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 little right. one, don't do that. So I just kind of give it a free reign and like see if she has her own autonomy and if she's kind of checked out and then she'll go put on a princess dress and have a tea party and that's great, you know, yeah. or yeah. I don't know, be Darth Vader, you know, it's, it's, it's right. a, it's a agreement. So I don't, exactly. I just was never big on, on shaming it. And, um, no. I just, I kind of like let it go. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, and I think there's so much good stuff, like any of that PBS stuff for the little kids. I mean, I think it is so helpful. I miss some of those shows, right? Like I remember watching, (laughs) I don't miss Caillou, I will say, I will do not miss Caillou. But, you know, some of them are just so cute and fun. And I'll, you know, flip through the channels and I'll be like, oh, let's watch this one again. My daughter's like, I never watched that. And you're like, oh, yes, you did. Girl. And we have hours to prove it. Yeah. Well, you know, and uh, I, I don't know if anybody knows this, but like on Roku box, like it's the PBS, uh, there's an app and like you can have access to all of that. Wow. I don't know if anyone has a Roku box at, at their house. Like it's, it's free. Our kids are, are really into Adventure Academy right oh, now. Yeah. And Megan, I don't know if your kids are into this or not, but it's awesome. I mean, they spend a lot of time on that, but they also have to do like reading challenges and like there's like math things and science things so but they asked to get on it and I'm usually like a strong yes um because there is a lot of like informational things but they also find it really fun to do because they get to be their own characters and they get to like you know go to dress shops and get new hair and like Uh just like really fun things that make it really specific for your kid's avatar but the way that you gain you know, or you earn money or whatever is to answer questions that you have to read about. And so it's, cool. it's a really great, it's kind of, it's, I think it's like ABC mouse, like the kids who grew okay. up with ABC mouse. It's like, yeah, their, but it's like eight year olds and yeah, seven, so seven year olds. Yeah. So it's like that kind of world, but now made for bigger kids, Got if it. that makes sense. So yeah. Yeah. But it's really, cool. we really like that app in our house. That's yeah. uh and they can play that with their cousins who live in North Carolina. So that's been fun. And like, they see, you know, the Swan Boys on it sometimes. So, cool. um, you know, it's been fun for them to like connect yeah. like that, you know, with their friends, but. Well, and I know like even, so, you know, our kids have been able to access YouTube since they were little because my son, he taught himself magic tricks, uh, watching YouTube videos. Boys love magic. <laughs> He's taught okay. himself how to play the piano watching YouTube. Like, I mean, there are some seriously awesome stuff that, you know, I mean, I know there's a lot of shit too, so don't get me wrong, but like, I mean, I don't know. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. I just, it's an interesting, and I think our, this, gen, you know, this generation of never having not known screens, right? Like, it's just, yeah. it's very different than my generation. Like, someone was talking about, 
oh yeah, I didn't even get a cell phone until I was in middle school. And I was like, I didn't even have a cell phone until after I graduated college. <laughs> I know. That's I don't think I had one. how old I am. Yeah. I, I had one of those, like, we discussed this on one, but it was a flippy up one. You had the little walkie-talkie, Shannon. I had, yeah, the, um, what was it? The, uh, it was a Nokia. No. Yeah. No. Um, no, it wasn't no. Nokia. It was, um, Nextel. Nextel. That's what it was. Yeah. It had like a little walkie talkie. I loved it, but yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Megan, thank you so much for, uh, you know, yeah. calling in today and being yeah, on, to. you know, being on the podcast. We love chatting with you and you definitely have given us some great advice as always. I mean, we totally appreciate it and love it. And, um, we will, make sure that we link those uh, books that you were talking about because it sounds like we need to add that to the list of things Absolutely. to read while yeah. we're in And if anybody's, <laughs> you know, feeling like they need, you know, to talk with somebody, we're doing all telehealth at Louisville Mindfulness Center. Uh, one of our therapists, Jennifer, is doing the group for, um, you know, single people, if there's anybody out there who's feeling lonely. So, you know, I've actually also uploaded some new audio um, things, like for there's some sleep uh, recordings Ooh, or, nice. um, for anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. There's some cool things to check out my website and the Louisville Mindfulness Center website. Awesome. That's we'll make sure we link those to you in the, in the show notes. I'm so happy awesome. that you're doing that and looking out yeah. for the mental health. Cause it is so crucial, especially right Absolutely. now. So Absolutely. Yeah. I don't think you're, t- you're trying to take care of, you know, your fellow humans. Yeah. Yay. Well, we love you and appreciate you friend. Thank you so right. much. Take care. <laughs> Bye. Right, thanks Megan. Thanks for sharing your time with us. Help keep the CZL momentum going by rating our podcast and writing a review. If you love what you heard in today's episode, snap a screenshot and post it to your Instagram stories. Don't forget to tag us.